Welcome to the Tech Story Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. Today's show is brought to you by Active Campaign. Go beyond email marketing with true automation with activecampaign.com slash technory. Get your first two months for free on me. Today's guest is my friend, Adam Hughes. He is the CEO of Amount. Uh, you might recognize Adam from a previous show where he was the president of Avant. Uh, Adam and Avant and Al Goldstein and Amount and the whole team uh, have been huge fans of Technory for years, and I'm a huge fan of theirs. Uh, and I'm excited to talk to Adam about a lot of things banking. Uh, you might think snooze, banking, actually not snooze. Banking is a, a great indicator of how the economy is going, and in particular, how the consumer economy is going. And you might not think that. When you listen to this show, you're going to learn a little bit about what Amount does, how they learned from their previous venture, Avant, and turn it into another gigantic success. Um, but more importantly, I think the part that really stuck out to me is just how ubiquitous uh, commercial digital banking products are. You bought a Peloton, did you pay cash or did you finance it? And if you financed it, did you do it at zero APR? If you did, you used a firm. So the real question becomes, how do all the other banks compete? And I think personally, and of course, Adam is going to agree with me on this on the interview. I think that the key to success in the banking market, if you're not called Chase, is to be able to offer technology that is at least as good as Chase or Capital One or whoever you use. Um, and that is what the business of, of Amount is, is to be able to provide banks with that kind of power. And it obviously worked for Avant and now they're using it for a ton of banks. So anyway, this is my conversation with my friend and the CEO of Amount, Adam Hughes. Always for having me on. Um, we've known each other now for a couple of years. It's been awesome to see the success of everything that you have going on. And I know you, you're juggling a, a, ton, a ton of balls and, and somehow keeping them all in the air. Um, I never told quite, you I kept them in the air. I, they're but, all just yeah, laying on the floor next to me. But uh, you're, you're way too modest. But overall, I mean, amount for those who don't know. So we're a digital banking platform. We partner with banks um, to dramatically accelerate their technical their technology and digital capabilities. And what does that mean? Um, consumers today, um, because it's 2020, but also because of COVID, are demanding digital products and digital experiences from their banks. Um, there's lots of data out there, but 40% of customers are using their digital banking app more than they were pre-COVID. At least 25% of customers are saying that they're going to go into the branch less after COVID's done. Um, and so banks are quickly prioritizing if we don't make it extremely easy for consumers to bank online on their mobile phone in a digital fashion, they're dead. And so that's really amounts bread and butter is, is number one, helping consumers um, open banking products. So things like personal loans, credit cards, uh, checking and savings accounts. That's really what we do um, for the last couple of years, as well as servicing those products. That's kind of like, you know, vertical one of how we help banks. And we've seen a, just a ton of interest because lots of banks branches are closed. And so consumers need to do that stuff online. And so the second product that we're offering is what we call Mount 360. It's effectively our digital fraud prevention product. And it helps banks understand the various risks and how to mitigate those risks all online. And so we see this risk with this applicant, how would we suggest that you use these various waterfalls to mitigate that risk? Again, all digital and not requiring that customer to go into that bank branch. I think that and is so, gigantic. I, I yeah, think that the fraud piece of this is, I mean, everything else is digital. People are looking at cryptocurrencies. People are moving money around in different ways. Uh, younger people are taking out 
uh, leverage on Robinhood. And like, it's just crazy the way that people are, in, in a good way, I think, in some cases, is crazy the way that people are using uh, currency, whether it's digital or, or not. And I think that that forces the banks to have to accommodate that. And, and it creates a lot of, uh, let's just say, uh, those that are 18 to 26 their entire profile looks utterly different than the previous 20, 25 year old. It's just totally different. And how do you, how do you assess that? And I, I think that having tools like you guys are creating a Mount 360, I think that is like a, an almost a no brainer. I don't think they can do business without something like that. No, we, we certainly agree. I mean, um, it's a good time to be a fraudster right now yeah. um, for those that play in, in that kind of dark corner. And um you know, with everyone being digital, some segment of consumers being generally unsophisticated, um, you know, fraudsters we see are having some success, um, you know, taking advantage of either institutions, retail, bank, consumers in general, and making sure that our partners are protecting them uh, themselves against those kind of risks, um, which are in the news every single day, um, is extremely important and jives and necessary, right? As digital adoption continues to increase. And so we're seeing a ton of interest in, in helping banks with digital. We're seeing a ton of interest because of that and help us with preventing digital fraud. And then kind of the, the third tier here, um, which, you know, frankly, we weren't even making a core priority about a year ago, but has dramatically become the, the top inbound interest item that we've seen just flying up the shelves is our point of sale technology. And what that is, is um, if your listeners are familiar with a firm or Klarna, you go and buy, try to buy a Peloton. Well, you can either pay for that Peloton with uh, a credit card um, or you can pay for it with a firm and, and take something like a 0% APR over a couple of years to pay off that, that bike. And that is extremely attractive to a retail partner like Peloton. And they're willing to pay those um, affirm, you know, a merchant discount rate um, for that opportunity. And very quickly, consumers have enjoyed that product and are telling their retail partners, we like the 0% installment point of sale financing option. And so those retail partners are quickly reaching out to our bank saying, do you have this? They don't. And so they're going to amount asking for that technology. And so us arming our banks with that white label capability to go to their retail partners and offer that point of sale solution in their checkout cart. Um, you know, also extremely attractive because e-commerce is also through the roof with, with COVID. And so combination of just basic origination of digital banking products, preventing fraud, and then this new point of sale technology, um, we just have way more interest than, um, than we can handle today. And, and quickly having those prioritization discussions on a daily basis of what's really going to move the needle for our partners and where we should be spending our time as a business. I mean, if there was any question as to whether the uh, Affirm piece was important to business, look no further than Apple. Like literally creating their own card, working with Goldman Sachs to do that because it was so evident that when they dropped the monthly no interest on buying the phone, I want to say it was like four years ago or something like that, where basically you're, you're renting your phone for all intents and purposes. And that was such a huge hit. And I'm, I'm not even sure I thought it would be. I thought people, I guess at the time, they were thinking we're going to start charging $1,000 for a phone. That's my guess. They probably knew that they were going to hit that price point over 700 bucks where people are like, I don't have it. Yep. I just don't have 1000 thrown around for a phone. Um, so you see that and then every single business now follows suit. And, and it's kind of a funny thing. Um, you talked earlier about the fact that customers are used to, consumers are used to buying and shopping and dating everything online. 
Um, and now another assumption is when I buy something that I can finance it and I don't expect to pay some crazy interest rate to do so. So if you don't have that, you're out as a business. And that means, and I guess I think the common person doesn't put this together, that that means the bank is out. Because at the end of the day, the bank is the one who's going to service whatever's going on in the business. And the business has to offer this. The bank doesn't offer it. The bank is out. Um, and I, I think that's, it's a very fascinating part of this because I, and I'd love your take on this. I think it is to me, banking has been, and finance, maybe because I'm scared of math, but it has been like not a sexy business. It's been sort of like people just make assumptions. It's like stiff bankers walking around. The reality is this like convergence of technology and consumerism has made banks really not any different than any other business on the planet with regard to what they shop for. They, they look for items like you, just like anybody else. And, and that you guys have obviously built an entire business empire on that. I think offering um, those buy now, pay later solutions, um, they're extremely um, attractive to, especially the millennial segment that has a major problem with credit cards. Um, <laughs> yes, they, they don't do. like the, the, the concept of taking on credit card debt and you know, you know, being able to offer to, again, just massive retail partners, hey, we're going to you know, provide you with the ability to offer major purchases at a 0% APR and, and pay over a period of time. Um, you know, that is going to be absolutely critical to maintain the moat around some of these fintechs that are trying to come in and, and take that business away from the banks. I feel like and the so first our, time I saw our that. aim is to, sorry, go ahead. No, no I was just saying, I think the first time I saw that was like uh, Tempur-Pedic. That was like the first time I think I remember seeing like you could buy a bed and finance for five years. Yeah. So, but so that's kind of the general thesis of what we're looking to do. We're just trying to um, ensure that again, our, our bank partners, they can from a speed to market play immediately get to 2020 standards, immediately be checking the boxes for what their consumers and their retail partners are demanding. Um, and, you know, again, they have the relationship, they have the consumer base, they have the cost of capital, um, our, our view is, you know, with these right products and technology, uh, they'll continue to be extremely successful in the super prime space. So obviously you guys have a ton of experience in this business and Avant was the first business that people might know you from coming on the show and Al and the rest of the team. Um, what, what would you say was that moment where you recognized that there was a whole nother business opportunity here? Like we're a little bit of the background on a mount. Like what, there had to have been that moment where you're like, this is like another thing that we can do that it is, the, the requests are almost offsetting our original business. Totally. Yeah, no, it's, it's a pretty cool story. So uh, we started Avant back in 2012. The goal for Avant was we were a lending business. Lending is in our DNA, which um, I think also makes us really successful at, at speaking the bank's language now when I'm running sure. around. But going back to 2012, came on as employee one there as a COO. And our, our aim was and goal was to provide just better banking products in a digital fashion to what we call the near prime customer. So 650 FICO, um, that had been left behind by the banks because they were considered not super prime and uh, they were having to set up for subprime products and they really shouldn't have to. And so That's in me, our seven years at Avant, um, you know, we created a, again, a digital platform with all the UI UX you would expect, mobile forward, um, all the digital fraud prevention capabilities, all the self-servicing capabilities. Um, and Avant today continues to be a very successful business at really understanding what that customer that's making $55,000 a year on average is, is looking for, providing them the most affordable rates in the market. Um, and what we found was this technology we had built, best in class, wasn't 
credit score specific, it was agnostic. And we could peel out that technology and offer it to banks on the prime side um, to do everything we were doing at Avant around just a best in class customer experience from a digital application to everything we were doing on the fraud and verification side, everything we were doing on the self-servicing side. And there was a potential, a massive um, white label SaaS opportunity there. Um, we did it as a side project. Um, you know, I, I was the president of Avant for uh, the last four years I was there. We ran it, we called it Powered by Avant. We started locking up some, some pretty high profile bank partnerships, um, two to name regions, um, another one Banco Popular under, under the eLoan.com brand. Um, but really in the last um, 12 to 18 months with major partnerships with TD Bank, with HSBC, um, you know, a few other top 10 banks that we'll be, we'll be announcing soon. Um, we quickly understood that there was a massive, massive business here and it made a ton of sense to, to split it out. And so we made the decision to effectuate a split Gen one of this year. So Avant and Amount to separate, totally separate businesses, separate employee bases, separate boards, separate cap tables, and Avant transitioned to be a partner on the Amount platform. So the same way our banks go to Amount for, technology and data needs, Avant does the same. And so truly we're able to power the capabilities for both our prime banks, as well as, as for Avant, um, who still operates in, in that near prime space. Um, and then as part of that split, in September, I came over um, to run the amount side, just the, the board and, and uh, the team thought, again, my, my track record and experience of launching and scaling digital products could be just really impactful on the amount side. Um, and then transition to um, CEO uh, in February. So if someone's looking at my LinkedIn, they're like, this, this poor guy, right? Goes to CEO and then COVID hits uh, the, the very next month. And he's gone. Uh, so that's been kind of definitely a trial, trial by fire. But um, no, we just, we just see just a massive, massive opportunity for both businesses, but just putting my amount hat back on again, it's, again, there's no denying the trend that um, digital is, con- going to continue to accelerate from consumers, especially kind of that forced adoption we've seen with COVID. Um, you're going to need to continue to prevent fraud. And then this e-commerce shift, um, that point of sale tools is going to be critically important. And so we love where we sit strategically, um, you know, in the broader banking and fintech landscape, for sure. It is, it, it is such a rarity, I think, that you find a billion dollar business where you can essentially white label the backbone which is what's going on. I mean, this new business is the backbone of what powered Avant. And I, I think, I'm just sort of like think of, of the number of companies that have pitched. And I actually think when Al was on stage at Technori, we had a FinTech uh, sort of selected panel and it was all of these from companies, several of them trying to do similar things, but they couldn't tell the story. They, they, they missed on the main, and this is of course not a surprise. They missed on the major parts that banks deal with on a daily basis, which made their, their technology, while cool, not usable. It's, it's obsolete because of these certain issues. And the fact that you guys have the ability to tell the story of like, no, no, this is like literally how we did this is now in your hands. I think that is very unique. There's, there's been a couple reasons that's really set us apart from the competition. Um, no, number one, that, that lending DNA um, is extremely impactful uh, when, when you're talking to a risk senior risk person at, at, at a bank. And 
when we can tell the story that we've lent out $6 billion um, of, of capital for Avant's balance sheet business and without really a brand investing much in brand, um, you know, I think people in the tech community know Avant today, but like, it's not like we're running a mass amount of commercials, but Avant's ability to find um, their kind of customers and accurately predict performance um, when you can show what we call low straight rate in terms of customers taking your product and, and never making a single payment and how that's industry low on the Avant side, um, them seeing that experience and credibility of you know, not only scaling customers, but also profitably um, gives them a lot of comfort in terms of you know, letting Amount take the reins around their technology of growing a similar business. Makes a ton of sense. Um, I think, you know, this is obviously we could talk about all of these companies and things that we do all day long. I think there's some value here for, for some of the financial people who listen to the show on understanding what banks need to know to be successful in the future. I think COVID, uh, I've said this on a million shows and if people are listening on Spotify, they're, they're probably like, this is like the fourth show in a row that he brings this up. So now it's the fifth show in a row. Um, <clears throat> for every month we've been locked up here with COVID, I, I feel like one year and digital transformation has advanced. And there's a lot of banks out there that may think that things are going okay. Maybe they are, um, but they, when we get out of this, I think we're all in a million industries. I think we're all gonna get hit in the face with like all the advancement. And banks in particular, I think need to be like planning now for what will be a future of constant e-commerce. If they're thinking this is short term and it'll go back to normal, I, I just don't see that. Um, so what do you think are the, the things that banks really need to be paying attention to, uh, to future-proof, if you will? And perhaps if, if you want to give a shameless plug for Amount on how, uh, how Amount could maybe help them with that, I think it would be a useful exercise for people to know what this really means. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a lot, but I mean, um, without sounding too dramatic, I really do think that the um, banks outside the top five, if they're not dramatically investing in digital and fraud prevention in e-commerce solutions, um, you know, they're just not going to survive. And consumers are going to gravitate towards the banks that are giving them those best in class experiences and products um, on their mobile phone. And so, you know, I think most banks that we talk to and we talk to the majority, um, a lot of banks that your listeners have, have heard of, I think, you know, have woken up to that reality and have quickly adjusted their priorities around, again, digital and, and digital fraud prevention. And so that's, that's great news for us and our inbound interest has, has never been higher. Our sales pipeline is extremely strong. Um, but I would just want to, again, hit that home that uh, if there is a, a bank CEO out there that, you know, you know, doesn't have, you know, kind of digital and, and, and fraud prevention at the top of the list, I think that's just a, a huge mistake because, um, that is going to be a massive competitive advantage for those banks that are investing in it, whether or not they're you know, trying to do it themselves or they're partnering with Amount or someone else. Um, because again, consumers and their retail partners are going to demand it. I agree with you. Obviously, I teed it up that way. Um, I, I think it's, this is really, to me, interesting part of this. And people are thinking like, why, why do you talk about the bank so much on this? I, there's a marketing play here for some of the smaller banks. If you can create an opportunity to offer essentially best in class, if you can compete with a Chase app, if you can provide essentially the same experience, give or take, and, and be able to market yourself as a local bank, a town supporting bank, get behind initiatives locally that in particular millennials care about, behind causes, behind whatever, th things that a big bank can't do. 
they just can't jump behind a movement uh, because there's too many things that, that impact the, their business, uh, especially if they're publicly traded. So if you're looking at some of the smaller banks, I think the key to success to get into, I would say below that plane where uh, they're really potentially not even financially viable in the future, just get up to where they're just, you know, maybe regional. I think they have a huge opportunity to take advantage of this time with COVID, the technology you guys are developing and brand themselves as something that's different from the big monster out there. And I think that they'd be really successful with this. And all they need to be able to do that is to actually be able to be comparable on the technology side, which is what you guys are doing, which is why you're on the show. Totally. And, and we could be helpful there as well. So to be clear, I mean, I, the, the bank names I railed off, obviously those are, are, are large banks and the deals we've done with them are, are, are very customizable and the economics reflect that. Um, we also have a bunch of out-of-the-box um, boilerplate solutions that smaller banks can take advantage of and they can take advantage of quickly. And so our standalone fraud product, um, our origination capabilities, the point-of-sale piece, um, I would encourage even smaller banks, you know, don't hesitate to reach out because we have solutions based on various budgets and various strategies that we can, we can help with. And um, what we find is our speed to market play um, of typically going live in three to five months I mean, the banks we talked to can't make a configuration change in, in you know, in nine months, right? Yeah. And so that gets really, even if you're finding yourselves behind the eight ball, um, you know, we have just a massive amount of experience in, in quickly working with our banks, large or small, understanding what their needs are and providing a, a menu of options that they can choose from. I was going to say the local bank that we have down here, I think it takes nine months to change the coffee pot. Like it's, it takes a while to move down there, which I, I mean, I get it. It's, it's a different business. It's kind of like real estate in that way. Like the innovations uh, take a long time, but when they do come, they come like all at once. And that's kind of what's happening here. So this is cool, man. I appreciate you taking the time to, to go into amount. Um, things are good in your world. Otherwise everything is, is square and, and business is good. And you guys as a business are, are doing well with COVID and, and staying safe? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously been crazy. Um, you know, my team is, is absolutely incredible. So we have 340 um, employees here in Chicago and, um, you know, going back a hundred or so days ago on that Thursday when all the sports leagues were shutting down, Tom Hanks got um, announced that he had COVID and then we went work from home like most companies did that following Friday. And we've been like that ever since. And if you had asked me that day, like, you know, Adam, I've been, you know, I've been coming into the office, graduated in 2003, you know, for the last 17 years, every single day, can we be as productive in the engagement be there going to virtual? I, I definitely would have not believed, but um, it's been really incredible. Um, you know, Slack, Zoom, and just, you know, people's passion shining through in terms of everything we're doing at Amount. And so, um, the two biggest deals we've ever done at the company, we executed on in the last month. So at the height of a pandemic, we're, we're executing on, on major, major deals. Um, we certainly have short-term challenges as well. I mean, banks are banks and they're extremely conservative. And so when you talk about originating digital consumer products, um, you know, they, they've certainly gone a little bit more risk off during COVID. And so we're managing through that, but we've never been more excited about again, the future and where we sit strategically to really help banks just execute on that vision of, at the end of the day, providing their consumers what they deserve from a digital banking experience. I think that, uh, first off, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I know that we've talked to several businesses and you would figure, given that this is a tech show, that most of the people have survived well 
uh, with regard to working remote. But I, I got to tell you, I mean, we've talked about this throughout this whole show and I'll, we'll end on it. I, I think that the future for what you guys are doing is just insane because I, I really do think that we're at the, and I'm sure that you agree with this, at like the tip, the tip of the, of the spear when it comes to the changes that are coming and how people shop. And like before COVID, we were looking at, if I asked you what percentage is done of Amazon is, of, of shopping is done on Amazon, you'd be like, well, you wouldn't because you probably know the answer to this. But like most people would be like, oh, it's 40, 50%. It's like, it's like 18%. Yep. Like it's not what you think it is. And now in COVID, it's, you know, probably 48, 50, 50 something percent. It's going to get to like 88%. And everything is going to be shipped to your house and everything is going to be financed. And it's just, and how you pay is going to be, different, where you get paid, where you store your money, everything, totally different. Uh, and so I think you guys have a, a ridiculous run ahead of you. I can't wait to watch it. No, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, and uh, no, it, yeah, obviously we agree. We're excited and, um, you know, uh, you couple with everything going on with work and obviously you and I both are, um, you know, have you have young kids and that takes up a lot of time. And uh, I try to carve out 30 minutes here and there for some exercise, but um, it's been quite the shift, but again, like I said, never been more proud of the team and, um, excited for what we have going on for sure. Keep doing it, my friend. Uh, where do people go to, uh, if you're a bank or you're a person looking who's interested or want to work for you, uh, where do people go to learn more about it? So amount.com. And so amount.com's got all the information you, you could possibly want on those three core prod products, the originations product, the fraud prevention product, and the POS product. Also go to our LinkedIn page, um, our Twitter, uh, our Twitter handle is just amount. So, you know, but really the website's got everything you need. So whether or not you want to come join the amount team or whether you're a bank looking for digital help, um, that's probably the best place to stop. As a recovering domain dealer, I have to tell you amount.com. I just, I, I want to know how much that costs someday. <laughs> it was, it was uh, well, I'll tell you. So I bought it seven years ago while I was running Avant. I bought it for 40 grand. And we had that exact conversation because you had diapers.com going for a million yeah. bucks, like just real words. We're going for, you know, um, an obscene amount. I know an obscene amount. And, uh, you know, our head of engineering, um, I'll give him a shot, Jason Gendron, um, at the time, he came to me. He's like, I found this domain, amount.com. It's somewhat related to Avant. I don't know how we're going to use it, how we're going to monetize it, but it's only 40 grand. Uh, maybe we can do it for some kind of a cross market play. Who knows? We decided to buy it. We sat on it for, for six years. And then when we were changed the name from powered by Avant and formed the new company, we did, you know, some diligence around just some branding, what works with, and we kept coming back to amount and it's been just it's perfect. perfect name. That's really seems to have resonated with people. So I got pretty lucky there, but had some foresight to, to pick it up. Well, I couldn't agree more, Adam. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, obviously, for those of you listening to the show, if you're not following this show on Spotify at Technori, you're missing out. Also, follow us on Instagram or follow me at Katoon on Instagram and check out the Technori pitch reviews. People are seemingly loving them. The numbers look good. Uh, a lot of companies that are equity crowdfunding pitch me for a minute and I give my review. I tell you what I think about it and whether or not I would invest. Uh, this last week, we did Elemento Health. I did invest a thousand bucks, so you can check that out. Uh, otherwise, you can just head over to technor.com and subscribe to the newsletter.